Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid, sports grid. This is Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Morenci. We're holding it down with our main man, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, trying to bring a sense of normalcy to everybody's lives in very, very chaotic uh, times. Uh, but uh, we'll be with you for not one, but two uh, hours. So uh, we're getting things uh, back on track uh, here a little bit. Uh, great job by the powers that be. Sports grid, trying to hold everything together right now. These are difficult times. Uh, everybody, uh, Everybody on the team, uh, so to speak, uh, right now. Everybody's uh, putting long hours in uh, at home, editing shows. Everybody's got a, uh, a role to do, so we appreciate it. Uh, all the hard work that's going in to get these shows uh, up. Uh, how you doing, Cam? Yeah, doing okay, Gabe. And we talked about it before. You know, uh, you talk about the crazy times. And uh, my shout-out goes to a kid at the Shoppers Drug Mart for using common sense. Uh, went in there. Just needed toilet paper because there was none. I wasn't looking for four uh, friggin' mega rolls or 12. Guy goes, everybody gets one. He didn't have a display, kept them in the back. Every person that asked got one. No more, no less. You get one. Like common sense and you talked about. Use your head. Don't be a stooge. And uh, this kid really figured it out because people were hoarding. When he put it out in the display, he had his own little hiding spot for everybody. Good move from the kid. Yeah, I still don't understand the toilet paper stuff. I, I really, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either, buddy. I don't get it. And I guess I'm fortunate that in my neighborhood and around here, people aren't going crazy for toilet paper. There's, you know what? I th- I went to um, I went to a CVS pharmacy. Yeah. And yeah, I had, the shelf was empty. There was no paper towels. There was no Kleenex. There was no anything of that. Uh, but I don't know. I guess if you want to get things done, you go to Exxon. Because the Exxon's got plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> Not just chicken on a stick. They got all your paper products. Good old yeah. Exxon. <laughs> yeah, Exxon's actually my lifeline right now. And it's it's kind of unfortunate. And listen, there's tougher times. People are going through tough times uh, right now. Uh, but I don't have a lot of stuff in my neighborhood, uh, Cam. And there's a curfew as well, right? Essential services only. They're, it's pretty serious in New Jersey. Like, you know, nail like in Mississippi, they made nail salons essential service type thing. Like yeah. everything's closed for real. Like it's closed, closed. Um, and the restaurants are closed for the most part. Like they're open during the day, some of them take out. But the problem is they can't afford to stay open much longer. Like it's exactly. catching up to them now. And my main man, Michael's across the street. I went in last night. He was kind of depressed and stuff. And he told me I, I'm thinking of closing down for a little while. And uh, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah, and I told him, I said, he goes, nah, I think it's the time. And I said, well, as long as you're open, sir, I'll be, I'll be coming here. And he said, thank you, thank you. And normally he's open on, um, normally he was open on Sundays, wasn't open suddenly on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, which, which leads me to believe that he might be shutting things down. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if he opens up uh, in a couple of days. But now, really, I'm going to be down to an Exxon. Yeah, I, well, I hope they got fully stocked stuff for you, Gabe. Same situation here for all you friends. Gabe, you're from Mon- Montreal, Toronto, lived in all parts of Canada. You got family out in BC. Uh, I will tell you this, all bars, restaurants closed. Sa- exactly same situation, just takeout. That's what you want. If you want to come in, uh, there's no hanging out at McDonald's where the seniors used to go for the free coffee and stuff like that. And I knew it was crazy today. I told you about the bank still. I went to the bank today. They usually have just Sunday hours closed today. Didn't even like have anything updated on the website, just doors shut, signs up. So things are changing. You talked about it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, buddy. I hope the Exxon really stocks up for you because that's uh, that's your home base. Yeah, well, there's, there's grocery stores, but yeah. You know, the thing is, I only have hipster grocery stores. They suck. Yeah, I don't, I don't go to Whole Foods. Too much. And, uh, Trader Joe's is all right. Too expensive. But, yeah, the thing with yeah, it's 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 all it's not that bad. But the thing with Trader Joe's is, they only have Trader Joe's brand. Like everything yeah. is their brand. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's it's hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? Like the peanut butter's all right, the cereals are all right. Everything's like a knockoff. Trader Joe's Frosted Flakes, like whatever. <laughs> so, That's great, yeah. yeah, but some of the things aren't good, so it's it's hit or miss. So it frustrates me. I just got to go. I'm gonna go to a Walmart or something in the middle of the night when there's a lot of not a lot of people around. 
Um, so, of course, uh, President Trump uh, talked last week about, you know, he thought things would sort of get back to normal um, at Easter, if you recall. He said, yeah, you know, after Easter weekend, we want businesses to open and get back to normal. Well, over the weekend, you know, he's more realistic now. Everyone knew Easter wasn't going to happen. Uh, but now the social distancing guidelines that we're all under right now will continue until April 30th. Correct. So yep. basically, that's like another month now. So we're coming in. That's like another month of same thing of quarantines, isolation, everything closed, et cetera. Um, and, and then we'll move forward. Now, here in New York, I'm hearing till like it's going to be this way until the end of May. Like that's sort of like the, you know, in, the, in reality, like the realistic what's really going to happen here. Maybe we can start going outside a bit in June. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Now, now let's bring this into a sports context. Now, I've been kind of pessimistic uh, recently, Cam. I, you know, it's hard. Like, I, I'm trying to stay positive through all of this. And at times then, you know, it's like, ah, oh, man, not, you know, this sucks. Everything's going to get canceled. It's impossible. And I, I read the piece of the NBA and what they're doing right now. And they're trying. Like, they're meeting every day. They're yeah. on conference calls every day. And they're coming up with different ideas. And I kind of scoffed at it and said, how the hell are you going to do this and pull this off? Yet, you know, what? Let's we got to try, right? Yeah. And if it's possible, but they're really, this is their more serious thing right now. They want to take the playoff teams, put them, let's say, at Mandalay Bay, probably. Yeah, makes maybe, sense. Maybe the win. Yep. There'll be nobody else there. Like, no guests, no anything. Like, it's shut down. The properties are closed. Yeah. And it's just, like, basically, like, you know, eight teams or four. Because you can't have too many people in one place still. Yeah. Right? So maybe you break it up, man. You have guys playing at the Thomas and Mac at one end of the strip and guys playing uh, over at T-Mobile Arena at the other end of the strip. And they are quarantined. But the thing is, there's challenges. Like, how are you going to quarantine half of the NBA? We're talking like 500 people right there. And, and then you get into the referees, cameramen, um, yeah. you know, officials, game officials. And suddenly you're not so quarantined anymore. And the other thing is, so you'd have to test everybody. And it's, it's going to be a bad look. It's hard for a league to say, well, we need 700 tests so we can play games when there's people that are sick that can't get tests. Like, there's nurses that are sick that can't get tests now. Correct. Right? So the optics of it are very bad. And I bring this up only because the EPL, they're dead serious about this. Oh, they, they want to yeah. play. I know. Yeah, yeah. I saw that story. Yeah. I'm like, these guys are, like, the. it's kind of funny. Like, if you, you bring up the best points. It's like, let's call it out for what it is. Money. Money talks, BS walks. We've talked about it all the time. And these guys are thinking, the longer this goes on, you know, the clubs and yeah, when it comes down to a game, they're just thinking about the bottom line, the dollars, the owners of the team and everything else. And I don't know how they're going to do it. But to your point about Vegas, I will say this and I'll let you continue. Uh, Vegas makes the most sense because you talked about it. Mandalay Bay, big property, right? Yeah. The win, big property. That's the one place where you could put a lot of people in the place, have nobody else there and figure out a way. You also have facilities all over the place in the city. I think that makes total sense for the NBA, but you're right. It's not as easily, you know, uh, fixed as people might say. They might have a plan, but there's a lot of nuances to the plan. But you're right. The Premier League and, and soccer, these guys are doing anything they can to try to get this game back, buddy. Yeah, so the, the EPL is sort of like in, in the same situation as the NBA. And the Chinese Basketball League um, is trying to get back up and running right now. And they're very similar plan. They want to get all the players tested and then basically quarantined, and they're all going to play at the same place, right? So the EPL, the soccer league, um, the English, the Premier League, they're basically the same idea. They want to take all the players and... They're, they want to put them in one town, in one stadium, essentially, and basically play around the clock. Like, basically, you're going to bang off the season. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and they, then the logistics come into it as well there. And I, and I read the story, and they basically stated same thing. They said, how the hell are we going to test all these people when, you know, people can't get tested? It's a bad look. Another thing they brought up, they're like, what if somebody gets hurt? Which is very good, like, uh, yeah. so think about that. Like, if somebody gets hurt and the hospitals are overrun, like, Cam, they would basically have to build a hospital at Mandalay Bay. 
Yes, they would. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm saying, saying a player breaks his yeah. leg. You need a fifth like, medical facility there. Yeah, There's like, no basically, or much about like it. you're not going anywhere. We ha- we built a hospital here. Right? Yes. We have doctors here. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of challenges to this. But at the same point in time, if they can do it, hey, I'm for it. If they can pull yeah. it off. And like I said, I don't think the NHL. I think the NHL is done. And our boy Fasano, your favorite goalie, Robin Leonard, surprisingly enough. <laughs> That's um, Robin Leonard. <laughs> yeah, Robin Leonard. That one caught us off guard. Love Fasano. Great answer, bud. <laughs> he got caught us off guard. Out of all the Islander goalies, he's your guy. Um, uh, but he did an interview in Sweden. Oh, wow. He did an interview in Sweden, and he basically said uh, there's zero chance that there's going to be hockey. That's what he told Swedish media. He said, no, there's no way. It's impossible. It's not happening. And he said, everyone kind of knows it, but, you know, it just is what it is. And he said, I'm just hoping that we can play in October. Right? Yeah. He said, I'm sort of, I think that the season next year will be okay. Um, and so do I. I think, you know, this isn't going to last forever, guys, right? It isn't going to last forever. And the problem is America is just so big. And like New York's a hot spot now, but Louisiana is, and it's just there's going to be pockets popping up over the next couple of months. So it's very challenging. But so Las Vegas, that's their that's sort of stuff they have on the table right now. Yep. That and like you said, big property. If no one else is there, you know, you literally can have guys like separated by rooms and everything. It's tough though. I don't know. I mean, and and then the other thing is, so you can't. I get that they want to play and we all want to watch games, but we can't bastardize it so much that it's just a dumb champion that yeah. we have after. You know what yeah, I mean? That's another really good point. Like you said it, if the premiership's gonna play games day and night, there's no got not gonna be any fans there. It's gonna be it almost doesn't feel real. Like, are these results really what happened? Like, what the hell are you talking about? You played this many games in that short of a time. You're right, Gabe. It bastardizes the sport. It doesn't give it a, a feel of legitimacy. It feels like it's rushed and these sports, well, you know, look, these are Raptor the- fans. As a Raptor fan, yeah. we're not really defending it. We are and we aren't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Under this situation, for sure. Defending it is like you have home court, you play normally. I don't know. And and what are they going to do? Are they going to do a tournament? Or are they going to try to really play the playoffs like for eight weeks or something and just pretend that everything's okay outside? Like, that's another thing, too. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe you guys can pull off, and I don't think they can do it. Like, my gut instinct tells me it's too hard. I get that. I respect that they're trying to put this together. But so what are you going to do if, like, it's really, really, really bad cam out there? Like I'm saying, too, it's going to get worse. And you see this, like, it's starting to rack up right now, bro. Oh, I know. The numbers like, the yeah. numbers are staggering, and let's not call it out. And we're not here to scare anybody, but facts are facts. You look at the numbers, it's going up at an exponential no, rate. Exponentially just yes. Exactly. Yes. It's 235,000. By next... the end of the week, it's going to be a million. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? It just yes. keeps going and going and going. Yes. So I'm just saying, if, if all hell is breaking loose in hospitals everywhere, and things are that bad, is it even right to be playing back? Oh, no, we're, we're in this little bubble in Vegas, and we're good, and hey, NBA's on TV, but the sky is falling everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's yeah. And wrong. Yeah, like, it's just, but it doesn't mean you don't plan for it, right? It doesn't mean, because let's say, you know, let's say they just sat on their hands and said, oh, we're screwed, we can't do anything. And then suddenly, you know, in mid-June, they're like, you know what? We could we could do this, but we're not prepared for it now. Yeah. So even though if the plan fails, at least like if they have a plan, right? They have a couple of contingency plans uh, moving forward. It's going to be a real challenge, though, Cam. It will, and uh, you know, I, I, and the thing that shocks me all the time, Gabe, is I don't know what passes and what doesn't, but you know, they had a they had a jockey who tested positive for COVID nineteen like just before the Florida Derby. Yeah. They ran the Florida Derby. Like they're not like in Florida, they're basically they're still they're run they're they were running at Gulfstream. They ran at Oaklawn. I'm like, what is happening here? And I told you the other tier golf tournaments, yet the PGA Tour, it's like there's different rules and stuff for this. And I don't understand how you know what I mean. Why wouldn't you just like shut everything down? And it's shocking that these things are still going on. But they shouldn't have run the Florida Derby. No, for the record, I picked the winner. Tis the law. I had it. Tis the the law. It was a good horse. A very good horse. Yeah, well, listen, you know, people, oh, you're taking a favorite. Well, yeah, he's going to win. 
Yeah, and I knew. I know, you know what I mean? And I'm pretty good with the Florida Derby. And always, as you guys know, I always take the Florida Derby winner to win a Kentucky Derby. So, you know, Tis the Law would be my pick. But it's a very unique situation where the Kentucky Derby is only six months away, not six weeks away <laughs> exactly. uh, right now, or five weeks away. Like, craziness. Yeah. So, and that's another thing. Like, why the, the only reason, you, as you stated before, everything comes down to money. And Gulfstream didn't want to lose the money from the betting handle. They don't share it with anybody, right? Like, it's, it's theirs. Like, it's their biggest race. They, you know, Mark Lawrence brought up, I think Mark said $24 million, like normally they make type thing. Mm. It's a big race. Now, you know the handle is going to be uh, different this year, but you know the the off-track handle, right? But, you know, the, the horse racing network handle was massive So for the race. But I don't know. I, I was surprised. Basically, they tried to shut it down. Now, listen, the Florida governor, the governor of Florida, he's very, he's been very lax on this. Yeah. Right? Like, he's blaming New York. Oh, you, you know, we want to don't let people from New York come here. Dude, you have everything open. You have beaches open. Yeah, New York's insane. the least of your problem, right? Like, you you know, you've got beaches open and stuff, but the local mayors are smarter, and they they shut everything down. So the mayor of the town that Gulfstream is in basically told them, you can't do this. Like, you, you guys are nuts. And I saw it too, Kev. I was watching. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of people there, bro. And there wasn't a lot of social distancing. Like, they're like, oh, there's no fans. There's still owner's boxes and families. Tons of, yeah. Yeah, like the, the, you know, the training guys on the horses. Like, I noticed. I was like, man, you guys are all right next to each other. Like, you're, and as you stated, who knows who has it, who doesn't. You, they didn't quarantine anyone, right? The horse racing. <laughs> the jockey, Gabe, the jockey has it. And then you go, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just put another yeah. jockey on that typhoon. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So this guy comes there. He has it. You don't think jockeys talk in the room? You don't think, hey, how you doing? These guys. Yeah, all how many other jockey. guys are in They the hang out. Yeah. You've seen the jockey. Right? I've been in one. I've been to Belmont. It's not a huge spot, right? These guys all know each other. They hang. Gulfstream threatened legal action. Yes, they did. Yes, They, they basically did. said, we're going to sue you, the city, you for everything, and for all the money that we lose. Exactly. And the thing is, they have the governor on their side. The governor, you know, didn't like him because the governor could just say, hey, close it because that's what happened here. Right. Like basically Yonkers closed in New York and um, the Meadowlands was still going. And then basically it was the governor who told the casinos and the racetracks, you got to close like you've got you can't stay open. So you notice in some of these other states, they haven't done that yet. Right. Like horse racing is pretty much the last thing going on right now for betters out there. Yeah, and it's doing it globally too, Gabe. Uh, Australia's running. I watched Hong Kong. Like they were running it just like it was normal. They had a couple guys in masks. I was watching the Hong Kong racing. It was insane. They had like, you know what I mean? It was like, I'm like, what are these guys That's doing? That's why we're at. We're at. We have jockeys <laughs> with masks on. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> That like uh, NBA, they're gonna be wearing masks and gloves too. Well, that's the thing. You all like sweat on the ball and everything. It's just like I don't. We talk Do it. about it, guys. One NBA game between the Pistons and the Jazz. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Renzi, throwing it down with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Um, we'll take a look at some running backs, some of the running back props. Uh, we talked about that deep wide receiver class. We talked a lot about uh, uh, we talked a lot about uh, the quarterbacks uh, in the National Football League, uh, but we haven't really gotten into the running backs too much. We kicked the tires on it a bit, but you know we'll take a look at the odds and uh, and some of the projections and. Very similar to the wide receivers, some great running backs available um, this year uh, as well that teams will be able to get in some of the uh, the later rounds. Um, so one cool thing that we, you know, the way that we can interact with you guys at least um, is is through Twitter and you know, hey, will you guys fire off some questions uh, for us? And we got quite a few of them actually here. So um, let's jump in here and shout out to our boy Camera Two Drew. Nice. Camera two Drew with the question. I love it. <laughs> uh, camera, so camera two Drew now, uh, I believe, with Sportsnet. Yeah. And um, and uh, he's, he's, he's got like popular podcasts and stuff. Camera two. I think he, he's like a gamer. He plays like hockey on on Twitch or whatever, and people watch and stuff. You know what I mean? 
So uh, he's got he's got a big thing going on there. So shout out to Drew. Uh, he used to work with us at the Fantasy Sports Network, uh, the Toronto uh, headquarters. And um, he's a big Bills fan. So he goes, how come the Bills didn't get DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, they could have got him for less, it appeared, than what they paid for, for Stephon Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings, which is a legitimate question to ask. But the thing is, number one, the Bills like always like Stephon Diggs. You know, I don't know why, you know, for whatever reason, I remember last year, they were linked to getting them. Stephon Diggs even started following every Buffalo Bill player on Twitter last year. Yeah. Right? Like, that's another thing with, with uh, Diggs and the Bills. Diggs wanted to be a Bill, too. Like, he wasn't like, ah, oh, I don't want to get traded to Buffalo type thing, excellent, right? Excellent point. A lot of these players, and the thing yeah. is, and that's what I don't like about Buffalo either. Like, we know a couple guys gave the play in the NHL. It's like, everyone used to rip on it. But if you've actually played there and have money, it could be a very nice city for you, right? They got water right there. They got nice spot. It's very economical. You could save your money as a professional athlete. And I've been told by Coley Akabo and these other guys, you know what? I love playing for Buffalo. You know, the media was uh, a lot nicer than the other guys in Toronto and other places too. The they bothered nice less. To you, yeah, yeah. And, and the fans, look what the Bills have been through and they still support the hometown team. It's called the city of good neighbors for a reason. A lot of people in Buffalo are nice. So I, I, and I'm glad Diggs wants to play there. That's what Buffalo needs, guys who want to play for the Bills. That's the, you know, I think that's, that, that, that's a big part of it. Uh, as well, like I said, they already they tried to get Diggs last year. So this was ongoing. And they nearly traded him last year in Minnesota. Now, in hindsight, when you find out the stories, basically him and Zimmer won at it pretty good a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be but, honest with you too, Gabe. I look at Zimmer. He'd be a guy, I think, like – even when you're working your ass off, I could see him like making like a snide comment or like he looks like a hard guy to please. You yeah, know what like I mean? he was a little strong because it's yeah. it. I guess Diggs left after a game once. Diggs was remember like he was getting pissed about Kirk Cousins right. and yeah. so whatever. Like he, I think they they thought he's turning into Antonio Brown or something because I guess he left after a game. Like he didn't talk to anyone. He didn't like listen to the like the you know they all there's, normally there's a talk with the coach. You know what I mean? He basically got dressed and split and didn't talk to anyone. And and then I guess Zimmer, someone said, where's Diggs? And Zimmer in front of everyone said, F him. And he said, I'm so effing sick of this guy. And he said in front of everybody, and he said, you know what? He quit on all you guys. He's like, he doesn't even care about you. And like, that's the thing. Pretty strong words to say. And you know what I mean? Diggs is a good player. It was Diggs that scored a touchdown. Touchdown. Save Diggs. your ass, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like these coaches, they're ungrateful. That's the I thing. Know. They're ungrateful, Cam, these guys. These old hard-ass coaches are good coaches, but they don't care about you as a person. You know what I mean? A modern-day athlete, too. It's like everyone wants to rip them. Then You know what? I, I can't they say anything bad about Stephon Diggs. He, she, she showed up. You know what I mean? Thielen's hurt, too. So a lot of the time, he gets double teamed because his boy Thielen, who's a good receiver, always got some lingering problems. So Diggs has to deal with usually the team's best. He always shows up. You're right. That's the thing. You got Bill O'Brien calling out Hopkins. Like, shut the hell up, buddy. What the hell are you doing? This guy's a successful receiver and one of the best in the NFL, and you're cutting him up? We're cutting you up. Your coaching decisions suck. It's one of the reasons... That's one of the reasons why Rob Gronkowski retired. Yeah, couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, no, it wasn't just his knee. His knee was a problem. Uh, but he told people, I can't deal with Belichick anymore. Yeah. He said, I don't, I don't need to do this in my life. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? He said, I've won Super Bowls. I'm a millionaire. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like being there. Like, he didn't like yeah. being around Belichick anymore. And same thing. Belichick used to, like, yell at him and, like, freak out all the time. It's like, dude, he's one of your best players. The guy's playing on one leg. Um, you know, but, oh, because it was all Belichick. Belichick, like, wants to prove to the other team, uh, everyone else on the team, no one's special. Yeah. Right? So, even though Gronkowski, but even guys on the Patriots were like, you're just going to chase him away. Like, he's a younger, happy-go-lucky kid. He's, he can't handle, like, being yelled at all the time by you. Right? Like, for no reason, especially. And when you're winning. And that's this thing, like, yeah. like, that's what Gronk told people, his friends, that, he said, man, even when we win, he's pissed off, right? So he's like, no one's ever happy in that place. Well, think about this. That Super Bowl, when I came to New York with you and Corey and everybody, that catch by, that Gronk made in that play was the reason they beat the Rams. That huge play took it all yeah. the way down to the goal line, right? So Belichick should just lay off these. Like, it's, it's not like Gronk never did anything. That's the thing. Look at these guys. Diggs, great player. Gronk, great player. DeAndre Hopkins, great player. 
All, all common coaches Darius Slay. Yeah, Patricia. yeah, Darius Rips Slay. Rips him on the exactly. way out. Oh, Darius Slay, you think you're why so you, good? Why you rip some other guy on the team? These guys are all overachieving successes. And it goes to show they're, they're bad coaches, like you know, some of these guys. Yep. Um, or bad dealing with people. I'm not coaching. Pilichek, obviously, a great yeah. coach. Zimmer, listen, Zimmer's an ATM machine, right? Like, he covers against non-division opponents. Like, it's crazy. Like, at a 65% clip type thing. 70%. Like, it's nuts. Like, basically, the Vikings are one of the easiest teams in the NFL to handicap. Yep. And they play a non-division opponent, they win or they cover. Like, they'll cover the spread. Um, they, when in, the, in the division, that's where they'll lose. And then they'll lose in the playoffs all the time. But I noticed, like, Zimmer, they're never going to get past the level. You know what I'm saying? They are who they are. They're decent. I'm wondering what they're doing. Like, they just re-up Kirk Cousins. They get rid of Diggs. They still have talent. They're still going to be good. But to me, they're not a real, real Super Bowl contender. Like, there's a floor with them. Yeah, they might win 10, 11 games, but you'll win a playoff right. game and you'll lose. Like, they can't win three playoff games and make it to the bowl. Very true. There's always another team. And now you look at Tampa Bay's odds with Tom Brady. The Saints still are there with Drew Brees. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think Minnesota's above average team, but they just can't get over the hump. Yeah, it was funny, too, with other wide receivers. Brandon Cooks went on Twitter and said, uh, free me. Please free yeah. me. <laughs> and, of course, right away, Twitter blew up. And um, people were like, oh, come to the Raiders, come to the Saints, come back to the Saints, bro. Like, so all these people were like, and then there was a little thing. What is Brandon Cook saying he wants out? You know, Cause he didn't get the ball a lot last year either. No, he didn't. Right? So he was like, yeah, does he want out of the Rams? And, um, and uh, Cooper Cup, his teammate actually tweeted and said, just for the record, he means free me from isolation. Oh, <laughs> that's and the and oh. Cooks, uh, Cooks like, did a thumbs up after. Like, yeah, he wasn't saying he wants out of the Rams. He that's, just said he was, he was getting pissed off at being in his house all day. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'm glad Cooper Cup did that. See, people, yeah. they want to jump on it real quick. Oh, this guy's not happy there. This yeah, is a joke. Exactly. It's, well, especially, well, you're an NFL wide receiver. They're, they are. They're always unhappy, right? So you figure, oh, yeah, here comes Cooks now. Uh, right? But no, he just meant free me from isolation. <laughs> so... Another thing is, too, um, they wanted a running back. They needed a running back. And listen, I think David Johnson's done. But that's one of the reasons why, too, they did the deal that they did. Because they, in their mind, they think David Johnson's still good. The Bills didn't have a running back to trade them. Um, another thing is, DeAndre Hopkins probably wouldn't have gotten to Buffalo. He would have said, nah, nah, nah. My, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm... I'm not doing that, right? Especially like Arizona, it'd be nice weather, good quarterback yeah. and stuff. I'm not saying like, Hopkins yeah. wouldn't show up, but you know what I yeah. mean. Like Diggs wanted to be a Bill. Yeah. And the Bills knew this. They were like, no, no, he 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 wants to come here. Like if we trade yeah. for him, he'll be happy. Think about Diggs. He's more kind of like a regular dude. The guy went to Maryland. I think he could deal with cold weather a little bit better and stuff. Like he yeah, feels he like in Minnesota I, already. I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Minnesota, cold places. No, I agree with you. And uh, Hopkins, right? Clemson, a little bit warm there. Houston, nice and warm. Arizona, toasty. He likes those hot weather destinations, right? I think he still would have played for Buffalo, but I, I think Arizona's a better fit. You'll and be happy. Also, I don't Bill O'Brien also didn't offer him to everybody. No. Because, of course, because everybody said after, that every GM after was like basically saying, man, I wish he would have called me. I would have given him a better <laughs> package type thing yep. than what he got, right? I would have given him something. Uh, I think I could have given him something better. A lot of people are saying that, but I don't know. Man. Bill O'Brien's a weirdo. He shouldn't be a GM, right? He's an average coach as it is, and now he's doing deals and trading and stuff, which is a problem, and he got fleeced. Like, you know, in the end, he got fleeced for one of the best wide receivers ever. You know, probably the best wide receiver in the, in the NFL. It's debatable, I guess. There's some great wide receivers in the league now. But um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins uh, is a stud. Uh, so, listen, as a Bills fan, I'm happy with Diggs. It's an interesting point and a good question that people have asked. Uh, Drew, camera two, Drew out there. But as we stated, Bill O'Brien didn't shop Hopkins around any, everywhere. He sort of did it quickly. Um, Bill O'Brien likes David Johnson and yep. thinks David Johnson can help them. Uh, we'll see. Like The Texans yeah. have to bring in a wide receiver now. Now, I this leads me to something else, Cam. If you've seen this, and this would be a nightmare scenario. 
after all these years, Brady, after all these years, Brady's gone. And this Deshaun Watson to the Patriots stuff keeps popping up. It sure does. Like Deshaun Watson's officially unhappy now in Houston. Like everyone wondered when his, he would snap. He's starting to, right? Like he sees like the writing on the wall, little O'Brien's an idiot. And, um, you know, he traded his guy here. Who's he going to throw to now? Who Will Fuller? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they better do well, something. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Will Fuller will be hurt for, for uh, eight weeks of the season, yeah. probably. And he'll have one game where he catches 11 balls for 215 yards and three touchdowns. We know the Will Fuller story. It's, that's what it is. So T-Bone, T-Bone, T-Bone. Uh, who's lived Vegas, T-Bone, actually in Denver now, ask about the NBA. Will be able to pull it off in Las Vegas. Now, we talked about it earlier. It's tough, man. I don't. My gut says no. I have to bet it. No, no, there's no way. Because as we say, how do you play? Even if you're able to pull it off somehow, there's too many people. You know what I mean? You know, like, guys, if there was four teams or something only, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, all right, listen, we just have to play the semifinals and the, and the, and the finals. We could do it. Yeah. In seven, three weeks or whatever. But, guys, the NBA playoffs is a lot of basketball games. So, like I said, so are they going to, what are they going to do? Are you going to play? I, I, you'd have to go to best of five. Like, like I said, at least for the first round. Oh, I would. I, I, you know what? I would use your idea for the way things are going. You do it for every round, but the finals. Yeah, but the finals, huh? Or the the conference finals. Or conference, yes, yes. Yeah, it the has first two have, rounds are yeah. best of five, yeah. and then we'll go best four or seven yes. for the when it gets real, real. Yes. Um, I know, but like I said, if the sky is falling everywhere in the world, right? If the sky is falling and we're in the middle of like, you know. If it gets that bad, how the hell you play basketball? Just pretend, oh, we're going to play basketball like right yeah, now. And you brought up a good point. You have to have a hospital, game. And another thing with these guys, you could say, hey, you're quarantined at the Mandalay Bay. They could walk across the street, get in uh, get in some homeless guy's face. He might have COVID-19. That, the thing is, we don't know. Uh, that's, that's another thing, too. That's the thing about this they stuff. They wouldn't be able to leave. Yeah. And then yeah. what? Like, really? You're going to have guys that, you know what I mean? You're going to have, so what, Kyle Lowry can't leave a property for two months? That's yeah, kind of. I don't know if the players are even going to agree to it after. They're going to say, "Guys, it's just stupid. We'll wait till next year." You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. But maybe if they don't get paid, then you know that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, money. Hey. Uh, like the league's not—they're not there yet, right? We haven't had that big argument yet, right? Because it, it's, it's fresh. But I saw Cam the other day. A couple NBA owners, bro brought up on a conference call to each other. What are we paying people for if we're not playing? Like, exactly. This has never happened before because the players, it's not like the players are refusing to play camp, right? It's a weird deal, right? Like, it's like, it's not like they're on strike. They're willing to play. They can't play. So then you're a player. You're going to say, well, I'm willing to play. What do you mean I don't get paid? Right? And it's ne- yeah. ne- there's nothing like this. So, you know, behind the scenes, we're talking about a lot of money, guys, these contracts. Oh, boy. And, but I, the players are going to say to the owners, you guys just don't get to keep the money suddenly now. That's right? Point. Like, so yeah. they're going to have to split it up. The NBA get along better than any other league can. You know what I'm saying? Like, they usually avoid real hardcore confrontations in the NBA. They'll, they'll, they'll put out a fire fast. But And it wasn't, I, I don't want to sell this like, oh, there's some big, they, you know, the owners are going to screw everyone. They don't want to pay the players. I'm just stating that it came up. How are we going to handle this? Like, what do, what do we even do? Like, how do we? Yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? Right? We don't. Yeah. You said it. This is, this is unprecedented before. There's been no uh, past that you could look to and say, hey, we, we did this, this worked, this didn't work. This is totally new and out of the blue. And, I, and to your point, though, at least when I'm looking at stories and we're watching, the NBA's trying to come up with solutions. I'm looking at other leagues that are just spinning their wheels right now, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, to me, golf, like, and Gabe, I, I know I come back to it. It's insane to me. They have all these mini tours from around the world, yet they're just like, oh, we're going to cancel it to this. Like, I thought that was the one sport – you cut down. You cut down 142. You do top 70 guys cuts. You go off. I I think it's something that I you think can you do. can pull golf off. But they're not but even you trying. Can't camp. Like, you can't have 120 guys playing. No, 70. Like and even 70 is a lot, bro. I would say. I well, think they, you. I think you can pull it off this summer, sort of yeah. like an all-star thing. And not. It's not like you're not playing the Masters, bro. Like. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do they say with the Masters, anyways? Like, they said... Postpone uh, to another date. What are you going to do, play the Masters in September? Yeah, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what was the... I think I heard November. That the I weather guess. isn't that bad in Georgia. Like, I think they, they were thinking October, November. Well, yeah, I guess October would be the same as April when you think about it, right? Spring, fall, same type of conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia. But your point about the NBA, I think they're the closest league. You said it, they're having conference calls every day. They're smart guys, too, like Cuban. He's a smart businessman and stuff. Like some of these owner guys, like they're they progressive act- guys, right? Steve Ballmer. They're, they're open to ideas, these guys. That's it. These other leagues are like, oh, I don't know, you know. And the thing is, they're going to get back together. And you said it. Then you're going to go, what's the plan? And then they burn another four weeks coming up with a plan. Now you're done. You have to have the plan before the problem. You said it. Yeah. You have to have the plan in existence. Right, we'll now. take a quick break uh, here. Get on a grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time decisions continue. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Dan Stewart. Uh, you guys are sending some great questions in uh, to us. Let's keep them. Uh, let's keep them uh, rolling here. All right, uh, Jordan Kovacs. Hey, what up, Kovacs? Class act. Big fan of Kovacs. Um, he asked me, Renzi, if I could sit down and have drinks with uh, Glenn Rice Ooh, nice. or the singer Adele. Because I am an Adele fan. I think you Adele. Who would it be? I think you'd pick Adele. Nah, I'd pick Glenn Rice. You'd pick Glenn Rice? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I like Adele. Adele. Would Adele be too sad after a couple drinks, maybe? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, who knows? Glenn Rice, you'd uh, have more stories. I, I know, but I'm saying exactly. Like, I'd say I'm a big fan of Adele. Like, what am I going to say for me? Like, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan. Like, I'm not, I, you know, I love her voice, but. Yeah. I don't like, you know, I would, I'm not that like, uh, I'm not like yeah. an Adele freak. Like, I don't know anything exactly. about life and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, I know everything about Adele. Like, oh, what will happen to you when you're 14, Adele? Like, yeah. tell me about that story. Like, <laughs> but Glenn Rice, no, I'd pick Glenn yeah. Rice. Glenn yeah. Rice is a very interesting guy because Glenn Rice played for the Michigan Wolverines and um, he was a very good player during the season. But, you know, that, that Michigan story is great. People don't realize that team. So basically, um, Bill Frieder was their coach, all right? His name was Bill Frieder. And Michigan were going to the NCAA tournament. They were, they were like, you know, 20 and 13 type thing. They weren't great. They weren't bad. They were just okay type thing. They were pretty good, but they were kind of underachievers and a little bit. And the Bo Schembechler, the football coach, Bo Schembechler, the football coach, was the um, – was the athletic director at the time. He ran everything. And Bill Frieder came in and he said, I got to talk to you, coach. And he said, I just took the job for Arizona State. And he goes, no one knows. No one knows. I figured I'd tell you first. And he goes, but don't worry. I'm going to coach the team in the tournament and we'll, I'll announce it after the tournament. And Bo Schembechler said, well, congratulations. Uh, he said, but you will not be coaching. Yeah. In this you go. We and he, said, he basically told him, you have 30 minutes to pack up and get off my campus. And he said, I'll call security. Like he basically said, you have 30 minutes to get off my campus. But he got angry. He said, you got 30 minutes to get yeah. me up out of here. And don't piss, don't piss off BS. He'll oh, kill yeah. you. Bo Schembecker. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you will not coach the team. Like he was yeah. like, no, you won't. Burger, if he didn't uh, and Frieda was like, no, no, who's going to coach? No, no, Bo. And they kind of argued it out. And he said, no, no, get the hell out of here. And you got 30 minutes to get out, out of here. So awesome. he said, pack the office and get the app off the campus. So Bo Schembechler didn't know anything about basketball. All right. So Bo Schembechler was kind of pissed off and freaked out. And he basically asked someone, he goes, who the hell are you? Who's the assistant coach anyways? And they're like, uh, it's a guy named Steve Fisher. And he's like, well, get Fisher in here. (laughs) He comes in and uh, he goes to Fisher. He's like, "Uh, well, you're coaching the team in the tournament. And he goes, you're the new intern coach. You're coaching in the tournament. We'll figure it out after. You know, we'll figure it out as we go. So Fisher's like, all right. So Bo Schembechler calls all the kids on the basketball team at center court. He shows up. 
And they knew something was weird because but why Bo Schembechler showing up to the basketball practice, right? Yeah. So he shows up with Steve Fisher and he goes, Frieder's gone. He's a traitor. He's out. And uh, <laughs> Fisher's in. All right. He goes, Fisher's the new head coach, going to coach in a tournament. And Bo Schembechler, being the guy that he was, read up on every player, Cam. <laughs> okay. Yep. And he, he, like, so he was like, he's like, you, you think you're badass? He goes, oh, Mr. Tough. Oh, I'm from the inner city of Detroit. Uh, he goes, hey, you're so tough. He goes, how come you don't rebound more? Yeah. <laughs> he had like a motivational speech for each guy, Bo. Like a little two-minute, one-minute, hey, Johnson, you? I know about you. Pick it up. Yeah, you're an underachiever. Like he went down the list and he got to Glenn Rice. And he goes, you? He goes, you can be like one of the best players in college basketball. Why don't you do it? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like... He went down like the list, got everyone fired up and stuff. And Michigan won the national championship. They won the freaking tournament. Great move by Bo Schembeck. Yeah, there. exactly. So Bo, <laughs> but, uh, and Fisher. Fisher got yeah. the job. And he's and been great. Subsequently, guy. Fisher brought in the Fab Five after. That so, happened. yeah, Fisher, was, it was a hell of a run. But Glenn Rice set an NCAA tournament record. So Glenn Rice, very interesting guy. So he set the NCAA tournament record. And no one has scored as many points in a tournament to this day still. All right. And so then uh, Michigan, um, we should note the year that they won the title, that year Michigan opened up the season playing in Alaska, uh, in Anchorage, Alaska. I mean, you know, they, they had, had that Anchorage Alaska Classic. Shootout. They used yeah, to have exactly. Yeah. So they opened up in Alaska. And uh, in the old days, like now, Alaska is not getting a team like Michigan to go there. But in the old days, they, they, they did. So anyways, so Michigan got went out to Alaska, and Glenn Rice slept with the local sports anchor. She interviewed them. That local sports anchor was Sarah Palin. Hey, how you doing? So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like so you got some questions to ask Glenn Rice. Like, you can oh, say, yeah. Dude, tell me about winning the championship and that time at Bo Schembechler. Like, I'd have, like, a million questions for him. You know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then he got drafted by the Miami Heat, right? Yeah. And he was around the league. He was pretty good as an NBA player. And then, boom, he really sort of peaked. He, the, he went to the Lakers. And he was their three-point assassin, right? Like, Glenn Rice. And then, you know, interesting, Glenn Rice then started an MMA company in, uh, in Miami, which he probably never should have because he, I think he lost a lot of money doing it. Uh, his son played for Georgia Tech. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's had an interesting life. So I'm going to pick Glenn Rice over Adele. Yeah. Um, he asked you, drinks with one person, Gritty or Prime Sharon Stone? <laughs> oh, this is a no-brainer. Prime Sharon Stone, Gritty? Like, gr Gritty, like, what's he, what's he doing there? He's shaking down fans at the, the meet and greet with Philadelphia. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the thing. And, and the funny thing is, Gabe, we always say, who is Gritty? Like, who is the man inside of Gritty? Like, Gritty assaulted some guy. Wouldn't it be like John Smith of uh, so-and-so Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Like, they call him Gritty. But I there's know that it was man, Gritty. There's a man who is Gritty. Like, that's the thing. I get it. He's Gritty's going to get in big trouble. Oh, look, with, yeah, no, Gritty got sued, not the guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's a guy who is Gritty. But anyway, I will say this about Gritty, Asher. He's been all right, Gabe. But let's call it out for what it is. There was better mascots before. Like the San Diego Chicken, the Philly Fanatic, all these other guys. Gritty, the thing about the National Hockey League is they give Gritty more head lines than like players you should be doing features on players guys instead of gritty all the time but uh no offense sharon stone and uh come on it's, that's a no-brainer for me i'd I obviously like to have uh, drinks with sharon stone instead of gritty i don't think gritty can help <laughs> you anything that uh i really want to hear yeah i'm gonna go um uh, <laughs> i don't know where he got those two from but uh, i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna go yes it's kind of random well, actually yeah where would you guys think sharon stone on the record i'd pick sharon stone don't care about gritty yeah, gritty, hey, gritty hey gritty Bye. Right. The next, the next question is a tough one, actually. Um, greatest uh, nickname in sports history. This is from uh, Andres, Andres Galarraga. What's up, Andres? Andreas um, on Twitter. I know he tunes in often. His, he says the best nickname in sports is Charlie Hustle. Now, one thing I'll note: there are no good nicknames anymore. Like we're brain dead. We can't come up with good nicknames anymore. Like, you know, like the, the only nicknames now we have is everyone's numbers, like TB12, CP3, yeah. CB4. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> like, like, we don't really have like, who's that MMA guy, Gabe, that you told him about? 
Uncle Creepy? That's right, uncle, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ian McCall, Uncle Creepy. Ian McCall, like if you go, what's your nickname? Uncle Creepy. Like that's like okay. Hey, it's Uncle Creepy. See, that's original. It's You're great right. When Buffer introduces him. Ian, Uncle Creepy McCall. <laughs> he's got that like he's got the the Rolly Fingers mustache there, and he's a greaseball. He looks into the camera all greasy and stuff like. Greaseball. Uncle Creepy. <laughs> great nickname. <laughs> You told me that. I was like, that's the best nickname I've ever heard. Uncle Creepy. <laughs> you know what? MMA have some good ones, still. Like, <laughs> MMA, like, they have some good ones. Listen, um, Air Jordan's pretty good. It's good. Yep. It's like a Air, Air Jordan worked. Air Jordan worked. Rebus Island was good. Like, there's, you know, it, there's been some good ones. Charlie Hustle's really good, though. Like, Char Charlie Hustle's a good one. But, yeah, Uncle Creepy's the funniest one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even Jack Nichols, like the Golden Bear. Like they used back in the day, they had yeah. good, they had nicknames for guys. You're right, Charlie Hustle. Like they figure you're right now. It's just numbers. It's just uh, yeah, very very like the Greek like, Freak. It's like that's okay, but it's not like amazing. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's better. The NBA exactly like, but what's LeBron's nickname? What King? That's the worst. Like he gave it to himself. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't another thing. Like you can't like, give George, yourself your own nickname. That's the key of nicknames. That's George Costanza. Hey, it's Coco the monkey. No, no, no. You can't. You yeah, can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. He goes, no. You're a perfect George. <laughs> right? Oh, call me Tebow. No, no. Coco the monkey. So yeah, that's the thing. You can't. Rule number one: somebody yeah, has can, to. Yeah. And you can't do it yourself. Like the all all my nicknames over the years, I used to be um, the late night anger management professor. Good nickname. And exactly. And somebody gave it to me. An old dude called in and he said, you know, you're like a professor. He, he called me professor all the time. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh, you're the late because I said, I used to say, welcome to the late night anger management class. Like I was your professor, you know what I mean? And uh, he said, you're the late night anger management professor. And yeah, it stuck because he gave it to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like people like it has to be given uh, the, these nicknames given to you. You can't, you can't, you can't make them up yourself. Charlie Hustle is is very good. Um, Midnight Pirate says his timetable. NBA starts mid June. Playoffs and uh, finals run through August. New season then starts Christmas Day. No, they're not going to do that. They're not. They're not going to do that. Midnight Pirate, and I say that because. You, it's two wrongs don't make a right. They can't create a domino effect and sabotage next year too. That's, right? Like that's like the NHL is saying. Yeah. I saw the guy in Columbus cam basically say the other day, like the NHL, like you said, I get the feeling the NHL is not. They're just sitting there. They're not planning anything. They just don't want to admit it. That <laughs> he basically looked. That Robin Leonard says it's not happening. The Columbus Blue Jacket guy said we can't play playoffs in August into September and play the season in October. Like, hockey's going to have to give it up. I, I want to be positive about this. Yeah, and say, you it's know tough, what, everything's going to be better in June. I just, you know. Think about the NBA is you have a couple foreign players, but let's call it out for what it is. How many percent of the league live in, in the United States and Canada? Like, I would say, what? Like, what, would, what percentage would you give? Like, yeah, who's going what, back to Europe? A lot no, of them went back to Europe. In comparison to hockey, though, oh my oh, God! No, hockey players. That's what I'm saying. The hockey That's guys, what I'm saying. Back to Europe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Basketball the NBA guys are mostly still stick in around. America. Yeah, yeah. but um, the NHL asked their players to stay in the cities that they were in, um, but basically, players were like, "Screw this! I'm not sitting here." Like, yeah. especially with a pandemic, they wanted to get like, like put it this way: like if you're uh, Especially if you're a New York Ranger or something, you're in the middle of the hub of this. You know, I don't know where Lundqvist is now, but I'm assuming he's in Sweden. <laughs> like, yeah. like, look, Robert Leonard's in Sweden. Yep. Right. Like, basically, I read about it. Like, the 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 NHL the NHL told their European players, please don't go home right away. You know, let's wait it out. But then they said, whatever. Like, you can go. And now, like, borders are closed and stuff too, right? You can only have essential travel. That's another thing. And people are gonna get upset, man. People are going to get upset. They complain about everything, people, as it is. Yeah. They're going to get upset if sports gets preferential treatment, guys. That's the thing. So what? Suddenly you found 700 test kits for these NBA guys and you can't test my grandmother? Yeah, like, well, it's going to be, it's, the optics yeah. are not good, you know? They're not. But it's kind of like life. You know, who said it was fair? You know, Gabe, as well as I do when you're sitting there to wait for a kidney. 
the rich funny. guy the rich guy gets it first while the poor guy does That's it, right? Trump was asked about nudge, that. Nudge. Two weeks ago, if you're a Trump was actually asked about that, they said, you know, normal people can't get tested, but you know, how, how did Tom Hanks and how come the Brooklyn Nets got tested so quickly? Are famous people and rich people going to get tested quicker? And Trump said, isn't that the way it's always been in anything? He didn't even hide it. He goes, yeah. yeah. He basically said, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the way. Yeah, you know, Rich, <laughs> you get life-saving stuff first. It's very simple. It's been going on yeah. for... But I think it's one of these deals. People would want it because they're going to want it on TV, right? They'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, it's okay. It's just very tough for the league. Like, it's one thing for the league to pull, like, the, the NBA to try to put it off. They have outside circumstances that they can't control. Even if magically they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We can put all these players here, and we pulled it off. We got Mandalay in the win, and you got all this. If it gets really bad in six weeks, guys out here in the world, they can't play basketball. Yeah, no, they can't. Like, they need everything to start to get better, right? And for the record, yeah, there'll be no fans. And we talked about it last week. Kirk Herbstreet says college football, he's worried about it. There's not going to be fans there either. That's one and, thing. And, There'll be no the, fans at games for a while. The question that you say is, would you rather have a watered-down, tainted, weird thing where these championships don't even feel real or just say, you know what, this blows, kind of like World War back in the day where it stops and we start fresh at the other sports anew from later on in the season. Those are the things we have to balance. If it's too stupid, I think, I hate to say it, Gabe, it's going to be a rough summer and stuff, but that's the way you got to look at it. Um We'll talk about, uh, we'll get into some uh, gaming discipline, actually, um, in the next hour. Uh, I was talking, we talked about it last week, actually. Yep. I said, no, nah, we learned our lesson. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I won't change. It's yeah. funny because I tweeted about this over the weekend, and I said, I really learned something. And people are like, nah, we all think, we're all saying that now, right? Yep. Uh, but I'm actually now 15 and 3. Nice. In, this, in this new, you know, in, this, in the last two weeks, essentially, since there's been no games, 15 and three, 15 of the 18 bets that I've made have won. And Tis the Law was the last one, plus 110 we got him at. So not, not too bad uh, in the Florida Derby. But, you know, we got to approach with discipline. And I say that, well, we'll approach with discipline. And now we're going to give you like 82 NFL draft props to bet on, too. <laughs> if they win, but, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think we've done a pretty good job, actually. Talking about the draft so far, I think, you know, we've been pretty bang on with our analysis. We'll get into the running backs a little bit. We'll take a look at uh, who the top running backs are in the draft and um, and what their odds are, who's going to be selected and what order, uh, et cetera. So we got a lot of stuff to get to. we got more of your questions. Um, and, uh, you know, you can always fire us off questions uh, at Love Cam's Live life for Cam, at Sports Rage, uh, for me, at Sports Rage on Twitter. And then I like the questions, too. It's a good way to keep people uh, interactive with the show. Yep. Uh, right. Here's one thing. Um, and we're also working on some surprise things here as we try to get back to normalcy. Um, so um, we'll be right back. Game time decisions. Get out of bed. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.